0: To another episode of the Intellectual Property Podcast. I am your host, Dallas Alexis, and I got my guy, D. Will in the building today with me. Yo. What up, what up, what up, D. Yeah. Um, today's topic, um, very, very hot button topic. Cultural appropriation versus cultural appreciation. Um, we were having a, a very interesting conversation um off mic or behind the scenes. And we thought this would have been a great uh, episode for you guys. And just to share some of our insight and some of the things we were talking about uh, behind the scenes. It went in uh, so many different directions. We started off with uh, uh, the Grammys. We started off with music, fashion. We started off with uh, gentrification, of course. We started off with, uh, we're talking about black ideas, black concepts, and white wealth. Our, we come up with a lot of cool stuff and, uh, you know, we never reaped uh, the benefits off mm-hmm. of it. Um but D has a, a a a real bone to pick with uh with little Peter Rosenberg, right, uh, <laughs> right there.
1: Yeah, and I definitely do. Um, really don't know much about the guy, but I know he's been around for quite a while on uh, one of the more popular radio stations in New York. I'm not sure is it syndicated? Is it syndicated by now? They, they, I, they show? I'm not sure if Hot
2: 97 is show
0: syndicated. And I'm not sure. It might be, but don't but don't quote me on it well, Even not if sure. it's not,
1: nonetheless, I mean, obviously being one of the power stations in uh Power broker stages for hip hop in New York, henceforth leading the nation and probably the world, and uh, you know, being voices, um, being pillars of hip hop, being representatives of hip hop. Um, I'm just not really sure that I'm comfortable with uh, <laughs> 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 this guy being the being being the face, um, and the voice of hip hop in New York City. Not, no, well, not just the voice, but you know, uh, creating a lot of the narrative uh of hip-hop being a voice of hip-hop you know about him you know th- being the fact that music is played up there i mean the music is not very good but that's you know neither here there um vi is, is coming through via his show along with uh ebro and and the other woman that's up there with the Laura styles Laura styles um when they have guest interviews you know i mean everything is obviously being conduct- conducted through them uh rosenberg being one of the conductors and, and, and i mean when this information is being spread out you know, I mean, you're hearing his voice. You attach a voice to it, to these opinions. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so you attach a face and a voice and, all, and all, everything See, about the this. person, right?
0: Let's do this, D. Mm-hmm. Before we get into that, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Um, I know you're very passionate about a, uh, lot, of, uh, a lot of things about a that lot topic. Of let's, yeah, yeah. let's. I just want to put something in the context for mm-hmm. the uh, uh, listeners, real quick. So, what we're going to do today, we're going to um. Take you on a a structured roller coaster ride in this uh in this topic of uh cultural appropriation versus cultural appreciation, right? Um we're gonna start off with music. We're just gonna talk about uh the concept of music, right? And um what is perceived to be black music, black culture, and um and what's being appropriated and what's being culture vultured from our culture and from our music, right? Do you remember one of the things we were talking about, we were talking about um Bruno Mars, right? Right, right, right? Um, how a lot of people feel like Bruno Mars, um I think he pretty much had a great Grammy night a while back, right? Um, and beat out beat out Hove in like almost every category they were in together. But like people feel like he doesn't represent R and B 'cause, you mm-hmm. know, he got a I think best R and B act or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's doing black music, right? So so like people feel like he's he's uh um, appropriating the, the culture, and I think Bruno Mars is a dope artist. I don't think yeah, he is because I is. think he's like uh, I think he's like Puerto Rican, and Hawaiian, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's his background. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I think you can um constitute him as a.
1: I look at him as a, a, as he a brother. He, he is black. I mean, without getting into this whole dynamic of uh, uh, well, we shouldn't be talking about eugenics, but eugenics for lack of a better word, um. You Know, I think most people just kind of gravitate to what they see, right? And that's pretty much what you would call color, colorism. Um, but without getting into that whole dynamic, I mean, you can look at the, the gentleman, the brother, and tell us exactly what he is. He's a brother, you know, it's not because he just makes a certain type of music or he's trying to portray a certain look or certain sound, it's apparent because, um, that this is his background. And if you, like you just mentioned, his background is Hawaiian and, and, and Puerto Rican. Um, which pretty much just speak volumes about who he is, and you know, way way he fits in, in under this uh, in, mm-hmm. in, the, in the category of being Any black. Rocks Afro? And I'm using that air quotations black, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that does that's, that's, that's an incorrect word to uh, define a race, to, to define a people, you know, ethnicity. ethnicity. Black yeah. is not a race, no. but we all get it though. Absolutely, we all get what we're talking about. To that point, you know, I haven't heard a lot of backlash from people. I mean, I've heard people tell me that you know Bruno Mars receives a lot of backlash and uh saying that he's not authentic he's not authentic authentic enough uh which I think is incorrect i mean he, one might say that because he's making pop music but it's pop soul music you know what i mean yeah
0: yeah yeah i mean i mean
1: <clears throat> i think the game needs Bruno Mars we need he's a great. He's, he's a yeah. He's a, I mean, he's, he's a, a great, great talent. He's a great, great talent. I think he um you know I think he crosses all lanes. I think he crosses all lanes well. Absolutely. With no malice, you know. I mean, he's in, in the hip hop and R and B and the pop. Uh, not so much rock, but I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, the guy's doing his thing. He's a real artist. He's really talented. I don't know if he composes his music, if he writes his music, but um, you know. Before we get into the politics, we not when I say we, I'm talking about others. Before others get into the politics of who he is and what we, what he represents, I think you need to appreciate him for what he's bringing to the game.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I think I think he's kind of like the the pop R and B singing version of Drake. To me, to me, because I think he's needed, right? Like I think I think hip hop needs a Drake, right? To kind of carry carry the game forward, right? Like to carry the game across the board as far as. Um, Globally and commercially, right? Like you always need somebody to represent, to have a a, a secular uh, representation of the genre, right? Mm-hmm. And I think he does that really well. And I think Bruno Mars kind of like does the same thing because I think he does, um, like you say, he does everything across the board. And the thing about uh, Bruno Mars, I think he uh, he shows appreciation, right? You know, we will talk does. about uh a, a, a appropriation or appreciation. Um, you know, he always uh gives props to people that came before him, but he also
1: um he always always acknowledges like where he gets his inspiration from. Of course. I mean you can clearly tell, you know, he's influenced by Mike. I mean, of course. James who, who, Brown. Who's not and who doesn't want to be. Anybody James in the right man, anybody in the right man will want to be. But to your point, um the finesse song and video. You know, that 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 that's an ode to uh and Living Color. Absolutely. You know, and not just Living Color, but the whole sound of the nineties sound like yeah, that song sounded like it came right up with the, uh, who I would say uh, Elliot Reed's Cam. That sounds like a, uh, a TLC type of song. I
0: got one for you, D. That's, t- to me, that's kind of like uh, New Jack Swing type, right? It's, 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 it's almost kind of like New Jack Swing. And he said it. Um,
1: think, didn't he say something like that? In his Jimmy speech? Jam Terry Lewis type vibe, and, right? Yeah, he gave he gave props to Jimmy Jam Terry Lewis. Uh, he talked about Teddy Riley a little bit. And I want
0: to say Babyface, right?
1: Props pop, more than likely. Yeah. Could be. Definitely. Uh,
0: he definitely gave props to Babyface. But this is the thing, too. I think he gave uh, props to the 90s. But but he always gives props in a lot of things he does like in the 24 carat thing like with the you know with the Versace and the gold to me that's that's him kind of like taking it back back, giving props to like you know the you know the 90s and the early 2000s that whole era Um, but you know even with the song with Cardi B that's like you know they had the cross colors popping clearly Clearly, Um, to me that's appreciation you know and
1: I mean it's it's a good business move it's it's strategic. It pays homage. Mm-hmm. Um, the young kids are going to go with it because that's their guy. Absolutely. The older generation is going to be like, you know, they're going to be drawn in. They're going to be like, oh, that was me uh, 15, 20, 25 years ago. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good, it was a good strategic move. But bigger than that, I mean, besides just making trying to make something marketable for the sake of, you know, doing so, um, the product is the song, and it, it's a it's a, it's a a great song. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a really great song. Kids love is it. a party song. You play it everywhere. It feels good. Um, and with his music at least well, maybe this this last album it seems like all his music his whole catalog but with the last uh, from everything that he dropped off this, the album from this year or the, or the year before um, going back to last year 17 it was all feel good music mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and um to your point about what you said about Drake, about him being needed, that's where Bruno Mars is, is needed. Um, I mean, where's the feel-good music at? Absolutely. You know, there's not a lot of feel-good music. I mean, you're always going to get a song here and there, but I'm talking about, like, actually, like, building a song, yeah. making an album yeah. based on, you know, based on good vibes, good energy, yeah, good times yeah, yeah, partying, yeah. embracing yeah. fam, embracing the kids, embracing the elders, you know yeah. what I mean?
0: You know what, like, Bruno Mars, to me, like, is, um, I think music always needs superheroes, right? Mm-hmm. And what I mean by superheroes, like, we need somebody who's like larger than life like we need superstars right like when we were growing up we had like michael jackson was a superhero prince was a superhero when Houston was a superhero to some and i think um like we don't have superheroes in music anymore right because what happens when you try to uh become a superhero or you or you get superhero status what happens you get shot down right mm-hmm. and i think bruno mars is kind of like this generation superhero makes great music, mm-hmm. um, and you want to root for him. Mm-hmm. And he does everything clean, right? But the music is actually good. And he always gives thanks to his uh people that inspired yeah. him. Great performance. So I would say Bruno yeah.
1: Mars is definitely appreciation, not out oh, yeah. Yeah, appropriation. I, 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 I can't you know what? I don't even think it's fair to talk about Bruno in that category at all because um I think he, he is of the culture. I mean, once once you can not us you and I sitting in this room I'm saying you, as a general term, but mm-hmm. oh, excuse me, once once people can get beyond optics and uh, and get beyond colorism, which most people can't do, um, you know, you you throw petty stuff like that out the window and then i mean you might want to pay attention to it if you feel like the product isn't good if it's not authentic mm-hmm. then you you know you might factor those type of things in cuz you'd be like okay what's happening here i'll see what's going on mm-hmm. you know it's another slick move or whatever the case is but i mean at this point i mean this guy's like, he, he, how many years is it? 10 years i think about i got 10 He's years, about 10 years, years eh? in right yeah, 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 yeah. i mean the guy's pretty much better than a 1000 i mean what do we i got doing? one for you mm-hmm, Good. i got one for you
0: um i'm going to throw out three artists that people might say uh are appropriating the game right now mm-hmm. um and they're allowed to do our music with total autonomy, right? Mm-hmm. Um Sam Smith, okay.
1: Adele mm-hmm. and G Easy. Okay, I can only really talk about maybe one 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 and a half of them. Um know the name G don't really know his songs. I haven't followed him, seen him pop up a couple of times. Gotcha. You know? So I haven't really, I have no opinion on the guy. I haven't really been able to, you know, I haven't paid any attention to him. Gotcha. Um Adele makes really good music. How about Post Malone, D? Rockstar, star I, oh, I, I, I congratulations I, I like these songs okay, I'm gonna tell you the truth I like these songs um you know it, it, i don't I don't think it's really so much of an issue of uh people from other ethnicities making hip hop or so called black music or black music or- engaging in black culture and then trying to like you know uh pulling from it. Adding their talents to it and then becoming successful off it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's always a factor when you look at it from a different perspective. Term, in terms of uh, business, um, how it's perceived, you know, how the people that are really creating it aren't really the benefactors of it. Okay, when you start thinking about it from that standpoint, then you know you have to highlight, you know, um, who are these people? Why are they, you know, why are they jacking the music from that perspective? But, okay. I mean, to the point, like you know, we go back to when when we were younger.
2: I never really had an issue with
1: MC Search. I thought MC mm, Search was dope. Okay. You know what I mean? And I didn't see him as being his appropriator. So I'm making Search. I'm, I'm saying Search to make the comparison to Post Malone. Um, again, I don't keep up with Post Malone. I but I know the difference
0: between Search and Post Malone. But I Malone, do like Malone's.
1: I, I, real quick, not to cut you off, but um, the couple of songs that I heard from him, didn't didn't know it was him until you really just said it, to tell you the truth. But the ones that you just laid out, now I, heard, now, now I realize it was him. Um, the songs are cool
0: rock star congratulations white song. a bunch of other songs i like the rock
1: star song i mean ultimately if you're good you're good point blank okay. period you know what i mean ultimately now this is the thing mm-hmm. with uh
0: i look at post malone like i look at kid rock right
1: not to cut you off how does i mean what's what's his look what's his appearance post malone i really don't know what he looks like yet. post
0: malone is a a pasty white boy with kind of like long stringy so he's he's, he's he's staying
1: true to him. He's nah, not. Nah. He's not. He's not really trying to go. Nah, with the, has, the hood look. Or, no. Because is... he
0: has a, a full mouth of gold teeth. Okay. But this the thing with Post Malone. Post Malone started out doing like country music. Like if you mm-hmm. go online, like if you go to YouTube and you pull up a lot of Post Malone's early stuff, mm-hmm. he would do like uh, like country music covers and rock covers. Like because you know he plays the acoustic guitar and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. When he first was coming in, he was he didn't come in doing hip hop. He came in doing like, you know, like acoustic, like John Mayer shit. Mm-hmm. Right? But then I guess at some point he's like, Oh, okay, this 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 hip hop thing is kind of cool. Um, I could hold a note. Mm-hmm. I know how to do that, that 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 that, that melodic mumble stuff. I could mm-hmm. do that. Got some fronts and he did White Iverson. White Iverson is a dope ass song. It is. So so when I think of Post Malone, I think of uh appropriation, right? Because even if you've listened to a lot of his interviews, like he said, he, he he's come out and said, yo, um, if you want to listen to something that's thought provoking, something that's going to invoke feeling, something that's going to make you cry, something that's going to make you go through a bunch of rollercoaster of emotions, don't listen to hip hop. He said that in interviews. Okay. He He's told people don't, don't, you know, like if you're looking for that in hip hop, which is the total... I mean, which is the, something astronomical. So I think hip hop is probably the only yeah, form of music that that um
1: that will bring you through all these different um, emotions and and right. Yeah, um, I mean, but I mean, I mean, are you really listening? Are you? And well, again, this is why we're having this this discussion. I mean, where are you? along the chain of hip-hop, right? I don't mean the timeline, but mm-hmm. how deeply immersed in it are you? I mean, are you checking for the freestyles? Are you checking for the backpackers? Or are you just checking for, you know, what, what the kids locally are listening to? Um, I mean, and sometimes it becomes a regional thing also, right? But bigger than that, um, like, are you really immersed into the, into the culture of this? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? To the point where it's just like, in order for you to make that type of statement that you're saying that you made, um, you know, that had no depth to it. You know, I mean, so you're basically basing it, you're basing that, that comment that you made pretty much sounds to me like you're just basing it off, um, maybe a couple of radio songs, a couple of videos and a, out, and, a and a very negative outside opinion of what the game is. Because mm-hmm. if you were really immersed in it, you wouldn't necessarily, necessarily be looking for like the commercial artists to, to evoke those feelings in you. You could find them everywhere. I mean, Absolutely. it's, it's spit everywhere. You know what I mean? So if you really cared about the craft and you really cared about the culture, and if you really want to make a fair and have a fair assessment of it, then you can't you can't be linear like that. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to dig in. You gotta go into places you got no business Absolutely. being in, finding real artists, finding dudes that freestyle. You know, getting 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 yourself involved, get your hands dirty.
0: Yeah. You know, but I've heard a lot of people say, Oh, he's young, he don't really know better. Um of course. I mean there's a lot of young, you know, being young doesn't, you know, doesn't mean you need to be unaware and, yeah. and, and oh, yeah, ignorant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but this the thing. Um I'll throw out a out a commercial artist who who, who kind of brings you through a bunch of different range of emotion. Kendrick Lamar, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, yeah. I I think Kendrick Lamar brings you through a um you know puts you uh, through a roller coaster of emotions when you listen to the stuff because he'll give you like off the damn album um the the duck the song Duckworth where he talks about um um his father and um and um top dog from TD like how they met and mm-hmm. um top door could have killed his father and like just it, you know it was a crazy ass story that story alone and if you go back and listen to pimple butterfly and you go back right. and listen to um good Care Mass city like just the things he talk about like that he's been through as a kid and different range of emotion mm-hmm. right there you know what i'm saying um but again white boy feeling himself mm-hmm. you know making boatloads of money mm-hmm. um he's been embraced by the, by the hip-hop culture so he could you know he unaware feel, he
1: feels that liberty just to spew stuff out it, of right, his mouth right, right right um
0: you know, but I definitely think you know think him being young and, and and him being unaware uninformed of 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 old school artists as well or or new school artists that are making that kind of music um you know he's 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 definitely unaware and uninformed. so I would say he he's definitely appropriation okay definitely um you just, know, I just don't want to get into to to um to artists, like, who we think is appropriation versus appreciation. You know, we just want to talk about, like, where where does that stem from, like, um, the system, you know, like, the system of, of appropriation mm-hmm. versus appreciation, like, what, you know, like, what causes it, like, uh, where does it stem from, like, will we ever get away from that, or should we just embrace people that, that love our culture, love our music, and if they want to mimic it and imitate it, is it cool to just let them do it? And just fall back and and be like, yo, they're showing love. Like, let them do the music. Like, yo, if they could rap, let them rap. Like, if they could, you know, like if Eminem could do his thing, if Adele could sing, like, mm-hmm. let them do their thing. And like, you know, who are us to say, uh, uh, uh um, their culture voters or not?
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think it's predicated mostly on um. Well, well, I think it's twofold. If you're talking about just the craft, if if you're just talking about just people's talents and 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 their love for it and you let it, you, you let anybody go right because as as an artist that's kind of what you're doing it's it's it's, its expression mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so it's it's unfair and it's not I don't know where I'm looking for but the artist thing to do artist artistry thing to do to try to put a cap on somebody's artistry and mm-hmm. just them oh well you don't fit in you can't do this you can't do that whatever the case may be right mm-hmm. but we know there's a whole flip side to it we know there's a whole a whole bigger ball game to it right and it's, it, it it encompasses it encompasses all industry right so we're talking about arts we're talking about the arts we're talking about music whatever the case may be but i mean the bigger the bigger thing to it is what it's always been right It's capitalism is money is how to make is how to make a dollar mm-hmm. right and um history has shown us time and time again uh and, we, and, and again, again, we don't have all day to talk about this. We don't have all the stats. But, I mean, if you really sit down and you really sit back and you think and you look around and you, and you know a little bit and you've seen maybe experiences in your own life, your family's life, or whatever the case may be, or just, you know, just a little bit of common sense. You've got a little bit of, you know, a little bit of sense to yourself and you can kind of read things, whatever the case may be. We know what it is. It's, it's capitalism. It's money. It's how to make money, right? And who's been, who who who, the, who are the laborers, right? Who the creators? Who are the laborers? Um... What do the laborers tend to look like? What do the creators look tend to look like, right? They tend mm-hmm. to be melanated people, right? Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And however you want to categorize it. Black, brown, dog, people of color, whatever whatever, whatever the flavor of the day is, right? And that's usually what it tends to be. And who are the benefactors? The people that aren't creating, right? But there's already a system in place, mm-hmm. right? So most people are none the wiser to the fact of what's really going on through the system because everybody's just trying to, you know, get to their dreams, reach their goals. They're happy to get to a certain point, Um you know, oh, I signed a record deal, whatever the case may be. Um, oh, Nike just wants to give me a sneak hold, whatever the case may be. But, mm-hmm. And all that's wonderful, right? Because at the end of the day, because we're already in this system, nobody is, is not trying to make money. Everybody's trying to make a dollar some way, shape, or form. So now when you're at the, at, at the point where it's like your talent, your desire, your skills can make you that dollar, mm-hmm. you're kind of going to be like, I don't... Uh, you don't stop thinking about your culture. You don't start, You don't stop thinking about the craft, but you start thinking about how to cultivate it and how to how to make it you know uh, 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 something that you can live off or how to make it a lifestyle out of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And in the course of doing that, little little pieces of, of authenticity tend to break off.
0: Mm-hmm. So D, so so now it looks like you uh, you know we're kind of spinning off. You know we're doing a Kyrie Irving spinoff <laughs> into uh, into sports. Well, so uh, uh, like uh, you know a little yeah. bit. You know, we would have conversations about um, you take basketball, right? Mm. Basketball, football, um, more than eighty mm-hmm. percent, close to ninety percent, um, dominated by African Americans, right? right, right. Um, not just African Americans, just uh, you know men of color. Mm-hmm. I would say, mm-hmm. uh, melanated men, right? Uh, both sports are dominated, but then you start to look at the uh, the administration, ownership in the hierarchy of these different sports, they're, they're um, dominated by white men. Right? right? You talk about um, most of the coaching staffs in both sports, which are the, probably the two major sports in America. Mm-hmm. Um, basketball, I think, is uh, is right there neck and neck with soccer as like the world the sport, like sport. the number one yeah. sport in the world. I think right. soccer still trumps that, but but like basketball is, is neck and neck mm-hmm, with that. It is. Um, you know, so you go basketball and football, coaching staff, front office ownership is predominantly white. Mm-hmm. So then that right there, that's, that kind of fits into what we're talking about. It's kind of like, um, now we get into, uh, uh, black blood, sweat and tears, black ideas and black concepts and white profit. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. that's kind of like pretty much what it is. And, 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 and like, that's, that's pretty mind boggling to me. Like, uh, like when you sit down and think about it, like how, um, you know we play the sport we dominate the sport um we make billions of dollars mm-hmm. for um i mean like think about it you take a uh, 15 players on a basketball team right mm-hmm. um they they account for billions of dollars absolutely for one for one owner mm-hmm. billions mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and then let's say you take a, a um five the starting five on that basketball team right let's say collectively in a year they make Hundred million dollars,
1: collectively, yeah. collectively, roughly, yeah. right. That's fair enough to say. Okay.
0: Hundred million dollars, that starting five will make. Let's say, though, the fifteen like those fifteen guys make three hundred million dollars collectively. Mm-hmm. That still doesn't come close to the money they generated in one year, for one owner. Not at all, yeah. And um, and they and like those those fifteen guys keep how many people employed?
1: Countless, countless.
0: So we're kind of talking about the same thing, you know, black. Black intellectual property, right. black ideas, black concepts, black Absolutely. work, black blood, black sweat that is being controlled, manipulated
1: and uh sold. Sold, definitely sold. Um, man. for billions of dollars. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it is. Um, I mean I, I, you w we're not gonna sit there and knock anybody for coming out of college or high you can't come out of high school anymore, but going to the league and earning, you know, Large sums of money, absolutely not by comparison no. to what the average. I don't knock the players you know, at, all. Not, not, at all. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to sit no. there and knock them for that at all. Um, but that's. I mean, that's what makes these like collective bargaining agreements so interesting. These labor strikes that we saw a couple of times in the NFL, um, mm-hmm. baseball too, but not so much. Um, even the NBA. When was the last one in the NBA, the, the last strike that they had?
0: The last strike or the last collective bargaining agreement? The last strike. Well,
1: they were close to a strike. They didn't strike. I'm not either.
0: sure. No, nah, I, I, I don't think they've struck in a while. Well, I, I think the NBA
1: sure. NBA has been smarter than, than the NFL. I think the NBA structure is way better and a little bit more different than the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if because the NFL is... <laughs> It's just a little bit more goonish, and guys, are, I'm not gonna say they're not intellectual, but there's not as much seems doesn't seem to be as much intellectual representation yeah. or, or savviness from the standpoint where they probably can they sh, they should be leveraging themselves much yeah. better yeah. financially. Um, I mean, I hear the
0: is more um is more front office, uh, management, owner dominant than player like. NBA, like, the players kind of run. The players run the league. Run the league, but right. then football is, is the owners and, and yeah. management and uh, that pretty much run the NFL
1: and yeah, the front I mean, office, too. I mean, you, I, from all these years of watching sports, I mean, both of you and I, can, you know, we sit back, we talk all the time. You can kind of mm-hmm. just tell that, um, and, and this year was a great example with, with the, uh, the taking of the knee or not taking up the knee and standing up and saluting the flag during the national anthem. Um. The NFL pretty much showed its true true colors in in the aspect of that. It's truly a good old boy league. You know what I mean? Like that, those, I mean, they are, it's entrenched in in that that good old boy system. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, I mean, it's a slave system, right? Mm -hmm. It's operated pretty much on a slave system. And disclaimer, I don't know if everybody knows this or not, but don't, don't fall into this trap of thinking or believing that, uh, people of color were all slaves, and da 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 da. da. But we're gonna come, we're gonna talk about that whole dynamic on another episode. Mm-hmm. But um, you know the system that was in place um, that got this system that got this country up and running is the same system. Is how the NFL pretty much runs, and that is predicated on on, on those same values or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know with this whole situation with uh, people taking knees and not taking knees, um, the backlash from the, from the, from from the fans. Uh, you guys president, I don't or whoever, you know, whoever's sitting there in the White House and you know, that whole dynamic, that 45. whole uh, that whole segment of society, <laughs> um, you got to see the true colors of what the league was about. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I mean, I think to me that spoke volumes about the um the worth or the lack or, or the lack of the worth uh that the players have to the owners beyond mm-hmm. just get out there, run, jump high, you know, run, jump high and make me a couple of billion dollars. I mean, think about it. With all the money that with all with with with, with when you when you when you count or you do the percentage of players in the league, right? And you say they're black or they're people of color, okay, cool. Um, and they're making all this money, this that the other. I mean, if we talk, if we sat down, we talk to each person, right? I'm sure it's each one, each player, in each league would know somebody that is trying to do something productive. They might have a black business. They might be able to do this. They might be able to do that, right? So everything's mm-hmm. dollars and cents. But mm-hmm. I mean, there's no black represent, re- representation. Um, Usually beyond the players, maybe a spot coach here, a spot coach there. But I'm talking about, like, you don't see anything. Like, you don't see um, you don't see black businesses get, get advertised on, on the Jumbotron or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You don't see them, you know, there's nothing on the sidelines. And, of course, you know, from a business perspective, the league's going to be like, whoa, it costs X amount of dollars to advertise in, in this league, right? Mm-hmm. But this is what I'm saying. But you have to rep you. I mean, if you were being serious about... um you know, justice. I don't want to say justice. Justice is not the right word, but if, if, if the playing field was right for the players, you know, there'd be a lot more that they could leverage, um, for the community and the communities that they come from beyond just, you know, being a face out there that's making millions of dollars and, you know, going back to the community and running summer camps. Like there's gotta be more to it than this. Mm-hmm. It has to be more than just running summer camps. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much talent out here and so, and we know there's so much talent out here because we are the talent for everything. Now, the,
0: see, now that was a great point, man. Um, you know, you were talking about, um, you know, we talk about the league, right? Like mm-hmm. the different leagues. You know, but when we talk about the leagues, you know, we're talking about um, people that sponsor the leagues. They right? talk about like Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, mm-hmm. um, all these big uh, multi-billion dollar corporations that, that sponsor and support the league, right? Now think about this. You know, when we think about um, sports and entertainment, most of the talent, the work, comes from the hood, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, so they take so much out of the communities, right? They pretty much take our talent, take, you know, take our brains, take our ideas, take our concepts, and they make billions off of it, right? Mm-hmm. You ever ask yourself how much how much do they actually give back to the to the same communities that they, they take from, right? Take these kids from, right? Now and now think about this, right? Let's say if we were able to change the whole system around, right? Like if we say, All right, Nike all um, right, uh, 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 New York Knicks or Golden State Warriors, how about we do this? And this could be contractual, like this would be a way like we could change the game, right? We say every team, every NBA team, every every NFL team is responsible and mandated to um, give back a certain amount of money to these different communities mm-hmm. every year. Like you got to go into certain communities that really need the help, that really need the uh, uh, economic help, the social, the social services, the social help, and because you're taking the, the talent from these neighborhoods, actually right? mm-hmm. from, the, from these different cities, from these different areas, but you have to give back though. In in the sense of building schools, um, not just building the schools, but you have to be a constant yeah, presence be, in you these. You schools. gotta be part of. You gotta to be part, part of, of, the the of the community. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Um, community centers and 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 actually building and, and forming real relationships, w- where you're getting these kids from, and we and and it was mandated to do because like you just don't come and pluck out a kid from one of these communities, make billions of dollars off the kid and then that that's it, right? Mm-hmm. There should be some kind of reciprocity of that, some, right? Yeah,
1: definitely some sort of system, right? Reciprocity. Some sort of system. Mm-hmm.
0: I think things would change a lot if 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 that was some kind of a
1: yeah I, I mean i like that i mean you know this program's like what well, What does the nba do nba cares and no, things that's like that. that's I, I know that's I, that's and I know for, sure. i know it's all for sure but this is yeah. what i'm saying though see it's tricky right because on one end everything that they're taking from or where they take it from absolutely needs to be replenished how do you replenish that i don't know because now here's my here's my concern is that a gateway for them to come in and be an infrastructure and kind of like undermine what's been going on uh, on the grassroots grassroots levels for years with people that are genuinely from that cloth that know exactly what's happening, how to move, you know, who these people are, where they're going, where their family, you know, these people actually know these, pl- these players are going to leave, right. Mm-hmm. They come from somewhere where they're going back to. And we were saying that, that the, the their, their employer should not go back to with them. Um, they're not privy to the same type of, uh, you know who what when where, why and how that make these players who they are that really make them tick excuse me so now when they come in is it is it still like is it borderline like i'm saying does it undermine the efforts maybe that i'm doing that you're doing that people that we know that are, that are already pillars of the community mm-hmm. you know what i mean does it undermine what they've been doing for years and years and years and years you know what i mean or does it help them you know build what they've been trying to build and help them push their push their agendas forward. Talking about local grassroots people, if people mm-hmm. go if these businesses, corporations, leagues, if they go back, are they able to help the grassroots people move forward? That I don't know. The reason why I don't know that is because we've seen time and time again where, you know, they've just undermined everything <laughs> that's already that's already been in place, that's now already been moved or something like that. Let me ask you a uh-huh?
0: question. Now do you think it's uh the responsibility of said entertainers or set athletes to go back and 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 um help cultivate or help evolve the community they come from or is that uh the New York Knicks responsibility or like Adidas
1: responsibility, no, Nike's so, I mean, responsibility. I think it starts with the player. I mean I mean I mean, I mean we gotta keep it real, right? I mean, um these corporation leagues or whoever, they're only gonna go but so far, right? Okay. They're not as in the know as as the players are. again they don't know the who the what when the why how because they're not actually from these places right so they don't understand the nuances of the community or things of that nature and this is again this is where we come with the appropriation versus appreciation thing like Mm -hmm. you know you know but in order to ingratiate yourself to these people it's kind of just like well now we got to fix the front so now we got to come in on the you know somebody else's popularity in the community we're gonna come in under this you know under under the guise of this or that in order so that way we will be safe and we can push our agenda um bottom line it it just depends on the actual person i don't know if you can look at it on on a macro level and say okay cool now we're in a situation where i mean you can't expect somebody just to be Philanthropic all all of a sudden because they got millions of dollars and then there's pressure on them to give back. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the character of the person. Okay. Um,
0: I mean, so I mean, so then what's the then what's the purpose? You know, like what's the purpose of becoming um, uh, super famous and filthy rich? Just to be fil- super famous, filthy rich, that like that's it. Like you know, that's that's the.
1: Uh, I mean, for a lot of people, I it? mean, because you got to remember we, we we were raised in the, in a celebrity society. So, I mean, getting that status of a celebrity is, is is, deemed as being successful and the ultimate achievement. You know what I mean? I mean, who cares if everybody else is getting left behind? Who cares if there's, you know, vacant lots that could be turned into uh, farmers, farmers' markets, te- teach kids agricultural skills, right? Most people aren't thinking like that. Most people don't care to think like that. Why? Mm-hmm. Because I got my millions. I got my chicks. I got my money. I got my cars. I'm out here, I'm popping on IG to the current state and time that we are, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I went to Rock Rock Nation Brunch. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm in the mix. I made it already. Point blank period. Somebody put up a a picture that that kind of, you know, spoke volumes a little bit about, um, the state of things and as much as people seem to be successful in their ventures and they are and rightfully so, you know what I mean? I'm not critical of anybody and you know, because these guys worked hard. We heard about the war stories. We know the business is shady. I'm talking about, you know, the, the industry, music industry. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a picture from, from the rock nation project, Right. And somebody was like, wow, in this picture, it is over a billion dollars. But yet in the collective communities that everybody in this picture come from, there's not a hospital. There's not a school. There's not a uh, supermarket, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, like, I, it, it depends on your value system. Gotcha. You know? It depends on your value system. So people, money tends, regardless of what your background is, but especially when you don't really come from wealth. Not just money, but especially when you don't come from wealth. When you get money or you get wealth, um, you, lose a bit, you, lose, you lose a little bit of yourself. And it's kind of just like a lot of times you can't return to where you came from because, you know, people out there get you. That's a fact. You know what I mean? But you kind of got to lose that mentality. I think because it's if, all if about you, how you return and how you do yeah, it. Yeah, because if you're doing it the right way, yeah, you'd be embraced. I mean, there's always going to... And it doesn't matter because you're always going to find trouble. I don't care if you're thinking about it on a, on a low economic level or high economic level. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be somebody out to get you, especially the higher you go, the more money that you get, right? Mm-hmm. You have more of an asset. And I heard the thing about athletes like... Uh, certain athletes not certain athletes but athletes in
0: general aren't allowed to give back i wouldn't be surprised i don't I know yeah. I, don't, I don't know about those any particular clauses but i wouldn't be surprised yeah, i'm though. sure it's not a clause yeah. that that's actually written into the contract but i think
1: there's there's um well what they do is they try to cultivate they cultivate you mm-hmm. right you know you kind of got to go with, you know they don't want you hanging out with the same people because these people are now you know the, the whispers will come in hey what about this guy you hey hey uh Hey Raheem, you sure about this guy over here? Well, this guy, da, 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 da. but this guy that you're asking Raheem about, held him down for 20 years, held him down for 15 years, got him out of multiple jams. Is, is, mm-hmm. is, 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 you know, incorporated a, yeah. a, a lot of value into him, gave him a lot of uh, a, a lot of the gumption that this that this said player may have mm-hmm. comes from the guy that that this, the team is now asking him to you know get rid of and cut off. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. that guy brings no value to the team and they do see him as a detriment.
0: Yeah, I mean, but I think, I think certain athletes or certain entertainers that that know how to manage uh, certain members of their team and know how to keep keep certain members of their teams at bay and keep the ones around that are actually productive and doing things, Mm -hmm. you know, like a perfect example of that would be LeBron's team. Right, right, right. Um, How he was able to take a lot of his child friends and kind of absolutely um, Turn him into his 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 mini corporation, mm-hmm. like everybody has a job, and like all these guys have kind of spawned off and, and kind of like start started doing their own thing, and um you know I, th- I think one of his friends is like a that, like one of the top agents in, mm-hmm. in the league now. he, you know, dudes, he right. Uh, represents a um bunch of different guys, and then Maverick Carter, which is probably one of his most famous mm-hmm. famous friends, who is actually pff, he's out of here. You mm-hmm. know he's he's moving around doing tons of things. Yeah, I think he um started a a, a production company you know, with, with LeBron that uh, they have multiple projects in the works in, in Hollywood right now and mm-hmm. um you know they you know that they, um they're doing the sports and entertainment thing. So I think um it's all about how you manage those members of your entourage you're you're right. like know which ones to keep keep at band, which ones to take with you. Um and you know, but you're right about how they cultivate you and and like what they do is but you got to look at the pipeline, how the pipeline works, right? From the time you're in, let's say, junior high school, high school, right? Mm-hmm. So the pipeline starts from high school, junior high school, coach, AAU coach. Um, agents start start um, uh, hovering around, around high school, right? And then from the agents, you have uh, representation from the sneaker companies that start hovering around. So by the time you're high school going into college, you already have an agent somewhere in the lurking in the back, sneaker company lurking in the back. So mm-hmm. by the time you come to college, I'm I'm doing my one and done thing. You already got your agent, sneaker deal lined up, right? From the sneaker deal lined up you got your lawyer, you got your uh guy who's finding your house for you, your jeweler.
1: Right. Your girlfriend.
0: <laughs> and all that stuff is nobody looks like you. Right,
1: it's, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, so that's what
0: they're doing, they cultivate. Yeah, uh, you get l- cultivate like you said. You know when they say, you know, kids have nothing to do, kids is you know, they're shooting, they selling drugs. Kids just need options. Now, if Nike, Apple, come into our community, build these factories. These are products that these kids love. They 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 eat this stuff up. Mm-hmm. Put them to work, like you said. Make them part of the process because you're taking from us, right? You're taking mm-hmm. from us. I mean, they they thrive and they 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 create off our our ideas and concepts. So, how about you give back that way? Like, put these companies in these neighborhoods that way yeah, putting yeah. kids to work. is part of the process, but it needs to be done. I mean, the idea of doing that needs to be flushed out. It needs to be practical. It needs mm-hmm. to be done right. But, but think about it, like instead of just, you know, giving away free sneakers, how about you come back
1: and, you know, As put, you said, yeah, put people p- to work, of, make them part of the process, make yeah. them part of the process. I mean, there's plenty that goes into that, right? I mean, there's, there's a uh, there's a design aspect, there's a computer aspect, there's I mean, there's so many different layers that are, you know that a business has to account for, which um, you know could be a force in the community rather than just drive, you know punch from the community, right? Um, I mean, accounting, what else? I mean, I mean, there's a myriad of different topics that go into a business, a factors that go into a business where as if they were making the sneakers in the same place that they're pulling from, um, you know, it would it would balance everything out and it would make sense and it wouldn't be just lip service via um, making some sort of symbolic T-shirt mm-hmm. or some sort of symbolic sneaker that really is relatively meaningless because at the end of the day, what is it? It's a meaningless sneaker. It's a piece of piece of cheap rubber, piece of cheap leather. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whatever cloth is being used is probably not higher material. And at the end of the day, you profited off it, you know, Cool. Ten, mm-hmm. ten times over. So the, let's let's
0: end off the segment like this. We're gonna uh, go into um, our, from the OG's perspective uh,
1: segment. Nike mm-hmm. appreciation or appropriation? I think it's a combination of both. I mean, I think it's definitely. I think it's business first and foremost. It's it's it, it's uh it's both, but you know, I'm I'm going to sway towards, I'm going to sway towards appropriation, man. It's just like, uh you know, you think about, you think about, he profited off of Jordan. I mean, everybody's going to look at Jordan now and be like, oh, he's a billionaire and he's got the brand Jordan. But you know, when they first came out, everything it was on Nike, and it's still, Nike still a parent parent company, isn't it? Of Jordan? I think so. Whatever the case may be, but um, I mean, you just think about three years. I mean, look. I fit into it, and I loved it, whether it be the Fab Five with the Hirachis and the Boggles came out and da 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 da, da right? So I'm no different in that regard. So Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. So I don't want to make myself sound all high and mighty, you know, had a hundred pair of uptowns or whatever the case may be. But um, I definitely feel, I definitely believe that, you know, I mean, they're definitely watching. They definitely want to know what's gotcha. happening. Gotcha. And because you're watching and you want to know what's happening, that means you want to pull and extract Gotcha. So you're pulling your distraction from it in order to make profit. So, yeah, appropriation. Gotcha. All right. I'm going to say Nike, a little bit of
0: both. A little bit of appropriation. Yeah, a little bit of appreciation. A little both. bit of appreciation. I'm, 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 I'm going 50 50 with Nike. 50 50. 59 And we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back intellectual property podcast we're back with our from the og's perspective segment we actually have a, a young og mm-hmm. in the building today for this segment we got my guy super producer brandon who will be our young og for our segment today what up brandon yo what's up what's up what's up talk to the people what's up, man
2: what's up? um yeah so like what are we gonna go through today like, okay what's the, so what's the topic so I'm happy that you,
0: you asked that. So today's topic is, for, we're going to talk about, um, you know, so we're kind of splitting over yeah, from our cultural appropriation or appreciation topic. So we want to talk about um, culture. Should culture be left intact, mm. untouched? Okay. And for the people who create it, right? Yeah. It should be left authentic original untouched untapped and should not be sold or should we be in a place where it's 2018 everything is for sale everything is everything we live in this one global universe everything's diverse we should share and we you know culture is for mm-hmm. everybody right yeah so that's where i'm kind of like i'm more for the culture should be left intact untouched for the people who create the culture people who come from the culture
2: exactly same thing
0: right yeah but you're young OG i mean you're millennial so you should have that mindset yeah. of everything is everything like um, right a-
2: absolutely i mean i don't <laughs> feel like that honestly um you know and that's and that's really because i feel like if well to me it only seems like um black culture is like just for sale and Kay. if you know, and if you're gonna sell something, sell everything. Gotcha. And a part of why you know the whole aspect of culture being like exclusive, like that, you know, like that's what makes it attractive. Gotcha. So if you just make everything for for everybody, then it's not gonna be unique. Okay. So that's that's like my main opinion on that. Gotcha. And mm-hmm. you're Jamaican, right? Yeah. So um,
0: I tell you this, man. Jamaican culture is probably one of the uh, most appropriate. most appropriated cultures. I mean, I tell you, boy, since like everything the from the music. 2000s. Yeah. I mean, you got Sting. I mean, Sting is probably known as the biggest reggae artist in the world. <laughs> yeah, Sting and UB40, right? Same, right? <laughs> yeah, and that's crazy, right? Yeah. Um, how, what do you feel about that, man? Uh, uh, Jamaica like culture what? being appropriated the way it's appropriated, man. Um, White people with dreads.
2: Ah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, how how I feel about it personally, um, the you know like the same way that that I feel about you know any culture. Um, if you're not gonna show that respect to the point where you are gonna fully be a part of it, mm-hmm. then 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 you shouldn't touch it. Gotcha. That's that's how I feel. Like if you're not gonna actually move to Jamaica and 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 live that life like don't just take the parts that you want gotcha
0: Honestly. just don't go to jamaica and 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 like hang out in montego bay yeah and, and the grill like on the resort like you got to go into where like yeah a, exactly a, a, like go to the gully side yeah go to the gaza yeah because like go to that's Kingston, where i like started at go to saint anne's yeah i feel you man yeah. i feel you jamaica is actually one of my favorite uh countries to visit man yeah. like i you know like when i do visit jamaica i like to you know, visit like the smaller towns yeah. and like get off the resort and definitely get out there and experience it. I mean, I'm Haitian man, so I kinda grew up in Brooklyn. Yeah. In the uh immersing immersed in Caribbean culture all around yeah. me. So you know, so I definitely, you know, understand the culture and appreciate it definitely, you know? Yeah. What up, D? Nah,
1: no, nah, just just listening. Uh well here's the thing. Um no matter where you are, this is just life in general, right? Sometimes whether you like it embraced embrace it or not, change is is constant. You know what I mean? Changes is constant, Um, and it's not always easy to deal with. It's not always good. It's not always bad. But it's constant, though. So you know, you just kind of have to have to have that perspective on things when things around you are changing, when you're changing as an individual, right? You gotta you gotta keep that in perspective and uh, and use that as part of your uh, as part of your vision when you're evaluating things. But as far as, like, uh, you know, culture, you know, once you start changing the composition of something, it's no longer what it was. Even even with change being constant, you know, you start to change the composition of things, it's no longer what it was. Um, you know, whether the, whether you think about it on, on a level of science or what we're talking about now as far as culture or whatever the case may be. I mean, look, everybody wants to be cool. Everybody wants to, you know... Enjoy themselves and and be in the mix and being in, and being in the now or, or whatever the case may be, but for example, um, some people who aren't of that and don't care about that, right? It's China. Recently, they just banned a lot of, a lot of a uh, Western culture from being part of the no, th- the landscape. No, right?
0: no, no your D. The- Keep it real. They didn't ban a lot of Western culture. No, they no. banned hip-hop. They, they, no, no. They, no, no.
1: But bigger than that, <laughs> they did ban hip-hop, right? Yeah. But bigger than that, you know, I mean, it's other things as well. As, uh um, artists. They're You know, yeah. uh, tattoos are forbidden. I'm not even tattoos. mad at that. I'm not mad at it either, but I'm just saying. um, Because they have the mindset where, like, looking, look, we got something in place that works. You know what I mean? We're watching you guys from afar. To us, you guys are the most complex, you know what I mean? Deteriorating so- uh, society on the planet. Mm-hmm. We want no parts of that. That's their perspective. Because they want to keep their culture intact. Because they want to keep their culture intact. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it depends I'm with w- that. It depends where you are mm. with it, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. depends uh, on your value system and, and and how you deem yourself, how you deem your worth, how you deem your product, your family, your heritage, and things of that nature. You know what I mean? And there's, um, everybody wants to make a dollar, but you know everything shouldn't be for sale. You shouldn't compromise every you know every aspect of yourself for a dollar. Because that dollar is going to nine out of ten times that dollar's going to be spent and it's not going to recirculate to make, you know, make your culture better I'm or make you. your roots better. It's, I'm with it's just not. I'm with you know, I'm with we're you. consumers and that's, that's pretty much what's going to happen.
0: I'm with you. I mean, I'm kind of like on, the, um, I'm not on the fence, but I kind of, um, I'm 50-50 on it. Like, I definitely think certain parts of um, all cultures should be left intact, untouched, and, and original and organic to the people who create it and come mm-hmm. from that culture. Point blank. But I also think, um, You know, we live in a capitalistic society, right? I think there is um, not just a capitalistic society, but I think we live in a, uh, I mean, like we're all here together, right? Can't get around it. But I think there's definitely parts of um, all of our cultures that we do share and that we can um, partake in without uh, making a mockery of it or appropriating it, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, because we do, we were just talking about slang, right? We take, bits and pieces of everybody's slang, right? Like how many times people uh uh like hip hop uh, a few years ago um what was uh what was the term that uh Hov was using? Lahaim, right? Yeah, yeah, right?
1: yeah. Right? He, he snuck what, that in in the song, yeah. He <laughs> snuck that in a few
0: times, right? Or like when so, you know somebody will go oh um, oi ve. Mm-hmm. Right? But that's kind of like that's that's not that's not your culture. That doesn't come from your culture, right? Mm-hmm. And like people use it right i'm just saying
1: yeah um well, let me ask you this do you guys think it's a different brandon brought, brought, brought up this point a second ago um is it different growing up and being raised in new york versus being like maybe somewhere in, in, in the midwest where it's just linear and it's just one type of race or one type of culture we're not exposed to as many different backgrounds cultures uh ethnicities i mean is it doesn't it, does it make a difference being from new york versus anywhere else
0: i think I think being from New York definitely makes a difference because you're exposed to more in New yeah, York. Yeah, exactly. Which could be a good and bad thing. I think growing up in New York is a gift and a curse, right? I think it's a gift and a curse. I yeah. think there's some great aspects in New York, but I think there's some parts of New York that, you know, which is just bad, right? But I think growing up and being, being here in New York, I think it makes you tough. It makes you strong. You could go live anywhere else in the world. Mm-hmm. If you survive New York, I think you're good anywhere on the face of the yeah. earth. But there's parts of New York, man. Like there's parts of yeah. Let me tell you something. There's parts of black culture, hip hop culture that I totally despise and don't like. Uh, you know, I'm like that's become the norm. Forefront with that, yeah. right? Yeah. That yeah. was originated here in New York. Yeah. That I don't like. That I probably partook in when I was young, or like there's certain things in a culture that I don't like as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everything isn't good about all the, like different cultures. You know. Yeah. So, so that's where I'm at with it. Yeah. I but. think we could uh, you know. Yeah. Certain certain things uh, shouldn't be touched, certain things shouldn't be so, and I'm also with sharing and and, and and being in a place where we could all you know enjoy um
2: each other's ideas concepts and, and cultures yeah cool but with so, that. but to also go back on that like if you grow up here or 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 you know like not not just New York but anywhere that's like a big city and you're around people that have all these cultures like you you can. You know, have like this self. Well, e- either if it's conscious or or self conscious, you could either you you could develop this this type of love for that culture. Mm-hmm. But you know, if if you don't grow up that way, then then you you really wouldn't have a great uh, um understanding of it, Got and it. that and that plays a big part in it too. Cause then you would know what um, what you should do and what you shouldn't do, and you would, and you would have a greater understanding of it as a whole. See, that's the thing about culture in 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 two
0: thousand and eighteen, right? I think um, with modern technology, with the internet, yeah, you can um, you could turn on turn on your computer and you could partake in culture from on YouTube, yeah, on Instagram or or or, or on Facebook. Because I think that's how a kid. In Australia, yeah, or or or, or Japan, could could, could rock tims or or, 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 or yeah. throw cornrows in his head because he's 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 picking up the culture from the internet, yeah. Right now, is that a good or a bad thing? To me, um, is he imitating culture? Is he is is he appropriating or appreciating it when um, he does that? Does he just love Drake so much he wants to dress and look like Drake or look like the Migos, or he's just
2: um so. That which which that's actually a very good point, but it but it depends on the extent that you go when um when you try to live this culture, because there's a lot of things that you really shouldn't speak on unless like you live through it. You know, like me being from Canarsie, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to speak on stuff that happened in Brown. Like I'm not going to speak on like the wave gang of Hood Stars shit from five, six years ago. Gotcha cuz I didn't live through that Absolutely. even though I knew about it from 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 Facebook from my friends from stories I've heard but like you know like that's that's just one example like there's a mm-hmm. lot of things that you really can't speak on unless like you live through it. the same thing like the uh, another good example you know like um you know like in college like with frats and sororities like you can see them you can learn the moves you know you could, That's a culture within itself. Yeah. Yeah. You know like you you know like you can see frats and See sororities and do the strolls and and you you know you could go online you could buy a shirt that has the letters on it but until you actually you know made an effort to pursue membership and you go through like whatever process and whatever to do your ceremony, history on it yeah and actually learn the history yeah. about it yeah. you know like you don't really understand it you don't really know it
0: gotcha yeah gotcha 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 well, right
1: what if you identify with something from afar, you're not necessarily in the mix, you're not really, you know, uh, you weren't rooted in that culture, but yet you identify with it for some reason. For some reason, it's just, it's just it resonates with you, mm-hmm. and then you partake in it, and you yeah. partake in it, you know, from a distance. Um, I mean, do. Do you deem that to be appropriation or, or appreciation? I mean, it's appreciation, <laughs> but for the most part, because, you know, you'll be judged as not being part of it from the very beginning yeah. or, you know, having any sort of um, direct connection to it, uh, either physically or, you know, uh, a, a short extension um, yeah. to it or from it, uh, for the most part, you'll be deemed to be, you know, oh, you're faking the funk, oh, you're frying, why y'all here frying, why y'all uh. here jacking and stealing, you know what I mean? No. But I, 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 you, it can be a deep-seated appreciation for it. Mm-hmm.
2: And and if you have that, then you would do the 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 proper research to know it at at the best extent that you possibly could know it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So no, it wouldn't be. Okay, okay, I'm just being hypothetical. No, no, yeah, I know. I'm not thinking
1: so.
0: I think I think when you get into, um, I think there's a very uh, fine line between appropriation and appreciation, right? I think when you talk about appropriation is when something is blatantly took in, took advantage of, manipulated, um, make money off Special of it. Financial gain. Yeah. Um, something that's taken for financial gain without giving credit, without giving credit to the yeah. source, without giving credit to the inspiration of it. Um, and not giving anything back to the credit, the source Completely. of where you got that, that content, that idea from. I think that's pretty much what appropriation is yeah on my behalf you know but um you know this is definitely going going to be an ongoing topic this is something that we're probably going to talk about throughout the year and, and and many more episodes to come brandon thank you for uh for yes, for, yes. for chiming in of course, of course. our resident young og for today's yes. episode d will boy dow great segment Can
1: i just throw something out there
0: real quick mm-hmm. uh, i want
1: to thank you for starting this podcast um you know us being the ages that we are, and me being, a, you know, uh, somebody who always followed journalism and objective journalism, um, I just want to give a shout-out. Most most listeners, anybody that hears this, they may not remember this person. I mean, he passed away several years ago, but his name was Gil Noble. He used to have a show on Sunday at 12 p.m. called Like It Is, where he touched on these topics with yeah, uh, yes, older true. gentlemen from his generation. Yeah. And I just feel like this is something that we need to do and carry on that tra- uh, tradition. So I want to thank Dallas for putting this podcast together, and shout-out... Uh, you know the elder, the ancestor, Gil Noble. Uh, Gil Noble, excuse me.
0: Absolutely, I, I actually remember that show. Uh, I mean, well, hey, that's what we do here, man. You know, we definitely want to um, have insightful conversation. Um, you know, and definitely keep uh, you know keep the legacy going and keep the traditions going.
1: Yeah, and boy, boycott Rosenberg though. Ah, get him yeah, off you know, Rosenberg. Rosenberg. Yeah, we'll touch on Rosenberg. Get we got to we
0: got a myriad of people who could be doing that spot. You know. You know, we'll definitely, uh, you know, touch on that, uh, you know, Rosenberg topic on another show. I just don't want to give him too much light. No, no, yeah, I shouldn't even say his name. You're right. Free You know, so we're going to sign off. Remember, envision it, create it, share it. But most importantly, make sure you're getting paid for it. Yes. Intellectual Property Podcast signing out. Dallas Alexis.